Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It was a blessing to work with Billy this year, uh, especially during these challenging times. Once we uh, take some time off, Mark, Billy, and I will get together and we'll evaluate and try to analyze the season and formulate a plan. At this point in time, I cannot tell you what the plan is going to look like, but I can tell you that we'll look at every possible way to improve the team. You cannot skip steps. So the greatest lessons are learned through experience, what doesn't work. We have to grow from going through what we went through this year and move forward to gain respect in this league. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 in the score. That is, of course, AK Arturis Karnaschovas talking about the season, the architect of the Chicago Bulls, and maybe as important a move as he made was bringing in the head coach, Billy Donovan, and we are delighted to welcome Billy back to the program. He joins us on the Alpamani Nissan hotline, Alpamani Nissan, and Melrose Park on North Avenue or A. Nissan.com. Billy, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing? Well, it's great to talk to you. And and you know, we talked to you earlier and and we we discussed your drive from Oklahoma to Florida and hearing from the Bulls and you come to the Bulls. And it's I mean, you've had as wild and hectic a year as anybody. What what uh, what's it like to reflect on it now? Yeah, it was certainly, I think, probably, I think every coach or player, uh, you know, at some point or another could probably reflect back and have a lot of their own personal stories. But, you know, obviously being hired um, and then, you know, coming into Chicago and trying to get, you know, settled, obviously, in a home and those kind of things. um, And then certainly being limited, you know, with all the contract tracing and the COVID protocols, you know, was certainly was certainly challenging. And then, you know, trying to build out a staff. Um, you know, in, in the off season there, uh, there was a lot going on and then, you know, trying to take time as best you could, you know, under these situations as it related to the protocols, because, you know, we really were not allowed to do a lot of um, close meetings, so to speak in film rooms or, uh, you know, close proximity to one another. So there were certainly some challenges to start the season because I think as a, you know, when you come in new as a coach and you have a new staff, some of the staff was here previously, but, you've got to try to, you know, build those relationships. And I was really, really fortunate that there was such a good group of guys here. Some of the guys I knew I had some previous experiences with, uh, but, you know, you're just trying to get organized. And then obviously the training camp starts, it's pretty shortened. You're, you're getting into, um, you know, preseason games, regular season games. So, 
you know, schedule got really condensed for everybody. And, you know, it was a lot. You know, I think I learned a lot, went through a lot. I think it was you know, the, the first for everybody dealing with this pandemic. Uh, but there was no question there was a lot of challenges. But I think in a lot of ways you, you learn about yourself in a lot of different, other, you know, situations. Billy, I really appreciated your candor and introspection Sunday night when you were looking back at the season, specifically reflecting on the trade, the big trade for Nikola Vucevic and, and other players that you kind of had to incorporate into the mix at a really difficult time on the schedule when you went on the road and also with the lack of practice time. So I guess now that you had a couple of days and certainly a couple uh, some time since the deal, what do you wish you would have done differently, if anything, when you look back at that time and how it might have made things better? Yeah, I'll probably still need some more time to reflect on that. You know, yesterday was a pretty you know, jam-packed day for me. Um, I met with every player, you know, individually. Um, that took up most of the day, just kind of getting their thoughts and opinions. They obviously had media uh, availability uh, yesterday. Uh, and then, you know, today and tomorrow, meeting with staff, people inside the organization, just to, you know, gather information, thoughts, you know, from people, you know, from things that I'll look at, you know, from myself personally. Um, you know, I think we started off with a group to start the season, uh, that, you know, we kind of built out an identity of how we wanted to play, you know, what we wanted to do. And that certainly was a work in progress, you know, and then we had a deal with like everybody, you know, a lot of different injuries. Um, you know, Larry went out with a shoulder injury, missed significant time. Sad young started the season with a leg infection. You know, he missed several times and, and a lot of training camp. Garrett Temple missed all of training camp because of COVID. Uh, Wendell Carter took a deep, you know, thigh bruise and he was out. So, you know, we were kind of, even at that point in time, trying to work through uh, implementing different players while players were out. Uh, you know, I think we maybe went into the all-star break, maybe two games below 500. I felt like we had a good win against New Orleans on the road going into the all-star break, you know, and then, and then we came out of the all-star break. And I think this does happen a little bit. And I, I want to look at this for my, for myself you know, is we just did not, we were playing good basketball going into the break, but we came out, you know, had a back-to-back -back against Philly and Miami, did not play particularly well. You know, we really got dominated in both of those games. The Miami game was close, but Dragic really took over in that fourth quarter, you know, and, you know, what could I have done differently to get that group, you know, and again, we didn't have practice. We kind of came back from the all-star break. We had one day to kind of, you know, get back into rhythm, get shots up. You know, these guys were away from the game. And then I think, I don't know, we played maybe five or six games, you know, and then a trade happened. And, you know, I think bringing in Nicola and Daniel Tice, uh, Troy Brown, you know, Javante Green, uh, you know, and uh, Al Farouk Aminu, who was dealing with some, some, some knee issues. So he really, uh, we were trying to monitor him as well. But clearly Tice and, 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 and Vooch, you know, were really big, strong, good players, uh, Vooch being an all-star. And now all of a sudden we get really, really, really top heavy in the front court. And, you know, Thad, I think, played exceptionally well for us really the whole entire year. But, you know, immediately, I think when the trade happened, you've got to find a way to take advantage of Nicola's, you know, incredible offensive strengths and ability. And, you know, we had to do some things that were different because in a lot of ways to start the year, we played with Larry at the power forward spot and sometimes when small and played him at the center spot. So the floor was always spaced in a, in a certain way. And there was a lot of movement and cutting. 
And now all of a sudden you go to playing, you know, two traditional big guys. Uh, there's maybe not as much room. So you've got to do some different things stylistically. You know, the thing I'll look at for myself is, you know, are there any things we could have done differently? Now, I do think Nicola came in and played well, you know, and that was really, I think, a priority for me. So I'm, I'm happy about that piece of it because I think it was really important to me to get him adjusted and acclimated pretty quickly and try to take advantage of his strengths. But it's like anything else. You cut down the rotation. You cut down the roster. I've said this before. There wasn't like a lot of separation because there were certain things we were lacking. You know, Tice brings great physical toughness and a presence and a terrific defender. And there was times early in the year our, our defense was not great, and we needed something like that. You know, then there was times where we needed maybe a little bit more spacing and shooting, and you'd kind of maybe get Lowry, you know, out there a little bit more, you know, with Boots or Thad. And then, you know, how do you keep Thad in a position where, you know, he's really facilitating like he was early in the year and not totally taking that away from him. So, you know, moved him out of the starting lineup and moved him you know, more to second unit to play a little bit more like we were playing early in the year. So I think these are the things that I'll really take a deep dive in for myself personally of what we could have done differently. I thought it was important when the trade happened that we find a way to maximize a lot of these new players. Uh, certainly there was challenges for all of us, you know, with what we were dealing with, the condensed schedule, limited practice time. Um, the thing I was really pleased about is a great group of guys in terms of trying to figure it out. I, I felt like we were all on board about how we had to play and how we had to, you know, move forward in this trade. But, you know, I think we started to, I think, get a little bit more comfortable with each other. It was a hard West Coast trip when the trade happened, going to San Antonio and Golden State and Utah and Phoenix against really good teams. You know, then all of a sudden, you know, Zach goes out for three weeks, you know, and now all of a sudden you're having to plug somebody else in there. You're having to find different ways to play. And that's the challenge. You know, it's not an excuse to challenge. And you're obviously making decisions on the fly, you know, really day to day in a lot of aspects because your team was constantly evolving and changing. And, you know, I want to see areas that I could have done a better job. You know, quite honestly, I'm not 100 percent sure what those are. Obviously, as a staff, we sat down and spoke. You talk to the players, you all work together. I felt like we all worked together during the course of the season from start to finish. Uh, but there was a lot of things that we had to deal with in terms of acclimating a lot of different guys into the team. Yeah, and, and you know, I think that when just watching it, uh, you know, it seemed like had you more time, practice time, had you uh, the games coming at you with less frequency – it might have been a different situation in the year. It just seemed like so many, you know, when you made that trade, I remember the day you made the trade, we were sitting here like, oh, the Bulls are in the playoffs. This is it. And everybody felt two all-stars and this is going to work out perfectly. We're going to see pick and roll. I mean, nobody thought, wow, you know, this is a lot to sort of try to institute here in a very short period, a limited period of time. And, And maybe that's the disconnect that we all had. Well, you know, it was interesting because, like, even yesterday talking to Vooch, you know, it was interesting getting his perspective, you know, about just what he went through personally. You know, being in an organization for nine years in Orlando, and then all of a sudden the trade happens at 11 o'clock in the morning, and at 4 o'clock in the afternoon he's on a flight. And then basically the next day he's on a plane on a road trip. Now he's playing with us, and he's being dumped into the first game. And, like, he was talking about how hard it was for him you know, even just emotionally dealing with being in a, a place for nine years. And then, you know, like he's like he said, you know, 
it, it would it would have been great, you know, if it happens in the off season. But like he said to me, he's happy it happened now because you know he's actually had some time with these guys. But at the time, it was really hard because he's got a wife, he's got two kids. You know, there's a lot he was trying to endure and figure out where they're going to live, where they're going to stay. Is he going to move his family in here? Are they going to come in and visit? And you know, he gets here, we go on this road trip, and. No, I think in talking to, you know, a lot of the guys, I think that was one of the things that certainly came out was the limited amount of time that we were really able to work together. But that was the hand we were dealt. You know, it's, you know, you can't, that, that's what it is. And, you know, we, we needed to find maybe a better way uh, to do it. But, you know, there was, there was a lot there in, in terms of talking to the guys in terms of what they had to deal with. And, and I understand from their perspective, they, they needed that, but that's not what we were afforded and, and we had to make do. And maybe it was a situation that we did the best we could under the circumstances. Uh, but that was, you know, challenging. I think Daniel, even Tice, you know, meeting with him and talking to him even before, right, right when the trade happened, you know, I think he was shocked to be quite honest with you, you know, just how quickly it happened. It happened the five minutes before the trade deadline. And now all of a sudden he's on a flight. He's got a wife and kids. And now he's coming here and wondering what happened. Then he's trying to figure out his role and how he's going to fit in. And like I said, Booch and, and Troy and, and, and Tice, all those guys, they, they were great in terms of trying to put their best foot forward to try to make things work. And I, I really respected them and appreciated them for doing that. Uh, but, you know, it was, it was a lot that, that we had to deal with. And you know what? Like I said earlier, there's no excuses. That's the hand we were dealt with, and we needed to make the most out of it. Yeah, I think you look at the Bulls, Billy, and you see Zach, and you see Vooch, and you think, okay, you got two all-stars. And then Kobe White emerged late, I felt like, and made quite a statement down the stretch. And when you look at his growth this season, how would you evaluate Kobe White in general moving forward? And did that evaluation change once you made the trade because of a different role and maybe a different um ways that he was able to utilize his skill set yeah i'm was really really happy with what kobe did at the end of the year um you know he's a tough kid he's a tough-minded kid uh in 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 a lot of ways but i i I think that you know one of the things that was a challenge for kobe and i think people probably saw it during the course of the year is the same question is he a point guard is he not a point guard is he scored you need to move him off the ball all those kind of things right and his his turnovers during the course of the season you know, we're, we're really high. And I think it was a lot, you know, for him uh, playing with obviously two different teams. I think the one thing that helped Kobe is because of Vooch and Thad and even Tice, what I would say being, you know, good decision makers and guys that when the ball's in their hands can read defense. You know, Vooch is a very, very unselfish player. So is Thad and so is Tice. And what it did in a lot of ways is it took the ball out of Kobe's hands in terms of him having to facilitate and play, make and create for himself or others. And it allowed Vooch to do that. And it allowed Kobe to get into a situation where he was getting a lot of more, a lot more catch and shoot opportunities uh, with Vooch on the floor, with Tyson on the floor, with Thad on the floor. And then obviously, you know, when, Thad, when, when Zach went out for those three weeks, you know, trying to help Kobe navigate through that, you know, because now he's a little bit more in a prominent scoring role. But I think he handled everything really well and, and played well coming down the stretch. And, you know, I was happy to see the way he went from maybe coming out of the starting lineup to going back in and, and the way he played. And, you know, there was a lot of things. You know, Sato dealt with COVID. He had a, a, a stomach virus that really lingered for a long period of time for him that he was dealing with that, that, that I think was hard for him to get over. You know, knock on wood, Kobe was a – a pretty healthy player the entire year. Patrick Williams was a pretty healthy player for the entire year, but we had a lot of guys go in and out. And, 
you know, when Zach missed three weeks, that probably took away a little bit of that chemistry between Booch and the rest of the team of how to play. And, you know, I give Zach credit when he did come back. It was pretty amazing what he did being out, whatever it was, 22 or 23 days. He comes back and, you know, he's exhausted. He's certainly drained. And, you know, he, he tried to do everything he could, you know, to get back to the level that he was playing at. It took him a game or two, but, you know, he, he got in there. And I think you saw some, you know, glimpses and some, some things of, of, of where, uh, you know, he was. And I, I think with, with all the, that happened with the trade and all that stuff, I think the one thing that's important for our team not to lose sight on is that's kind of a, 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 you know, a big part of it. But the other part of it that I don't think we can let go you know, as, as a team, as an organization, as a staff, it was the number of games, in my opinion, we just gave away. And when you look at the fact that you missed that playing piece of it, or even like you know, moving, you know, it wasn't like we were 20 games out of it. You know, we, we missed it by two games. And you go back and look at some of the games that, you know, clearly, in my opinion, we gave away. And I'm not taking anything away from any other teams. They made the plays necessary to win those games. But you can't have that many games that we had earlier in the year, you know, up by 10 or 11 points against Oklahoma City on the road with a minute and 10 seconds to go and we, we lose in overtime. You know, up by five points with eight seconds to go, uh, you know, against Portland, and, you know, we, we lose the game, uh, you know, up with a minute and whatever it was, 10 or 15 seconds to go at Denver with the ball, lose the game. There was so many of those games, and we got to really look at why. Why did that happen? What happened? What were the issues in those situations? Because as much as the trade, you can talk about all that stuff, I would have been really disappointed if Vooch would have come in here and we could not help him play to the level that he was playing at in Orlando. And I think that that happened. But there was games, you know, even – and I'm not taking anything away because we had a losing record this year, so I'm not taking anything away from any team. Every, it's hard to win a game in the NBA. It's all good players. But when you have opportunities against Cleveland twice and Orlando and, and you're, you're losing some of those games, even Minnesota, uh, by double digits, you know, that, that's, that, we got to take a look at that. You know, why is that happening? What, what, what happened there in some of those situations? So I get the trade piece of it. I get COVID. I get the lack of practice time. But what about the games where, you know, we legitimately had a chance to win? And there was if, – if we, if we clean up a few of those games, you know, maybe the outlook right now we're talking about being prepared to play, you know, against somebody, you know, tomorrow. And instead, you know, we're, we're not. Our season came to an end. Do you believe in the future of this team? I mean, it, you know, as we look at this, there's going to be a couple of all-star players. Which, you know, I think you're very disappointed just listening to what you're saying about the missed opportunity of the year. And I agree with you. There were too many turnovers in games. There were, I think it's Charles Barkley said one time when Jordan went to Washington, you got to be better than the teams you're better than if you're going to win and get to the playoffs. Uh, and that was about Jordan's team not being as good against opponents as the Bulls were back in the day. But do you believe in the future of this team? Do you think that with this group, and we don't even know who's going to be with it, but we have a good idea. We have a sense of five to seven players for sure. Do you feel like this is a playoff team moving forward, Billy? I, you know, I would say that I believe in AK and Mark, and I believe in the character and the people that are on our team. You know, I would, I believe in those people, you know, now we have to do the work. 
And we have to go out there and, you know, put ourselves in that position. We have really good guys and really good people in this organization. And that I feel very, very confident and have great belief in, in, in that part of it. But to sit there and say, hey, we're a playoff team next year. We have to earn our way in there, you know. And I've never, uh, you know, I'll give you a great story on, on Joe Kim Noah. And everybody knows Joe Kim real well. Nike came into Florida when Joe Kim was a sophomore and we were like the number one team in the country. And it was pretty clear we were going to go to the NCAA tournament and Nike came in and they wanted to do different kind of uniforms for the NCAA tournament for different teams. And we were one of the schools that was picked to do that. And I really, to be honest with you, didn't care about the uniforms. Like the players that got to wear them, I wanted them to be comfortable. So I was in there with Al Horford and Corey Brewer and Joe Kim and Torian Green. And the Nike rep, and this was probably like in February, and the Nike rep comes in and starts talking about what they want us to wear during the NCAA tournament. And Joe Kim looked at the rep and says, how do you even know we're going to get to the NCAA tournament? Like, why are you coming in here talking about that? We're not even at that point right now. And he didn't want to talk about it. And I had great respect for him because sometimes you want to project where somebody's going to be or where we're going to be a year from now. I have no idea. That's why we're going to play the games. But there's a lot of areas we've got to get better at. And if we don't put the work in to get better, then it's not going to happen. Now, I believe in, in the group in terms of the character of the people and, and them hopefully being incredibly motivated coming back next year. But I don't want to forecast because I don't know what the future is. And that's why, you know, they keep score. And that's why it's a competitive situation. So I do believe in this group. I do love being around these guys. They were wonderful to work with, but we have to get better and we have to get a lot better and we got to get better competitively. We got to get better in terms of our turnovers. We got to get better uh, in our fouling. We got to get better. Uh, defense. We have to get better. Now, do I believe they can get better? Absolutely. But we have to do it. And I, I don't want to sit there and say, Hey, this is this, this is that, this is where we need to put the work in. And I think like our tourist said, and I agree with this statement a thousand percent, we can't skip steps. You know, what do we do the first day of training camp? How do we operate in the summer? How much improvement are we going to make? What kind of work are we going to put in? Because if we don't do that, we can't expect to get the results that we want. Great approach. Yeah, great answer. I feel like a Nike rep, Billy. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, thanks, Billy. No, it's fine. I just thought it was, it, it was just. It always, it always, it always stayed with me. Yeah, it's a great because story. That's the mentality you want your players to have. You know, Joe Kim's thing is, hey, we're in February right now. We got a game here on Saturday. Not worried about the NCAA tournament. We got to earn our way into the NCAA tournament. We're not in the NCAA tournament. No one selected us to the tournament, and you're coming in here talking about the tournament. You know, and he's exactly right. You know, and that's the mentality you have to have. You have to win every day. You know, you have to you have to win every day. And, you know, you're 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 blessed and given the opportunity of 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do with that? If you're going to sit there and keep looking down. And I think so much in life, we all do this. We're worried about the future or we're dwelling on what happened in the past and we forget to live what's going on today. How do we handle today and get better today? Great stuff, Billy. Thank you. We really appreciate the time. Thanks, Billy. My pleasure, guys. Good to catch you up. Thank you. You too. That is Billy Donovan, the head coach of the Bulls. And man, that is great stuff. Don't doesn't that fire you oh, up? Oh yeah, a little bit? that's like the wow. best coach speak ever. That is the greatest. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it next. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Molly and Haw on the score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.